I had to run 50 miles a week to compensate for the crap I ate, you know, the high carb, low fat diet. When my, my wife went ketogenic for, for health reasons, and then I kind of followed suit. And all of a sudden it's like all the inflammation in my knee went away and my six knee surgeries felt like I had none and I could run again. Like I used to, I could ski for the first time in like 12 or 15 years. Wow. And, and so it just made so much sense. And then it became a necessity. And then I slept better. And then I, so, you know, when this opportunity came by and I found out that these guys. Had... Hi guys. What's up guys. Welcome to the supersetyourlife.com podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration, entertainment, and education to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. Jim and I will be taking a deep dive into the ketogenic diet on this episode. And if the ketogenic diet is something that you have been thinking about starting and don't know how to begin, then you can find the carnivore starter guide on Taylor's and my website. That is at supersetyourlife.com under the resources tab. We got Jim Howard on this episode. He is a 27 year med tech executive and Readout co-founder, president and CEO. Readout Health is a metabolic biomarker company in St. Louis focuses on improving the lives of patients to consumers by closing the feedback loop on metabolic reactions to food and exercise. Readout launched three years ago and its first breath diagnostic device Biosense was released this last year. I actually have one right now, just tested my ketones and made sure that I am in ketosis with it. Biosense is the first and only clinical grade handheld device that measures nutritional ketosis for chronic disease and longevity and wellness, focusing on customers. I first heard about Biosense on my good friend Robert Sykes' show, The Keto Savage Podcast, where they discussed this revolutionary invention over a year ago, right about the time that I decided to go full on keto. Since then, I've alternated, alternated between high-protein and high-fat approaches to dieting, and whenever my wife and I both want to maximize the benefits of ketosis, this device is our best friend. Mr. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Hey, everybody. And before we get into the conversation with Jim, I took the time to put together five and a half minutes of a bit of a crash course right now that you're going to hear on some of the terminology that we were talking about, because... Most of our listeners, I'm sure, are unfamiliar with some of the terms that we were discussing, and I definitely was. So I took the time to go onto their website. It's a phenomenal resource. It's mybiosense.com, and they break down what all these different types of ketones are, how it affects your body, what the benefits are, and um, it, it was really, really helpful for me. So I took the time to type it all out and then summarize it the best I could, put it into my own words. If you know your terminology, then great. You know, you can skip forward six minutes. But other than that, I think that these next few minutes will be of help. And then we'll get into the interview with Jim. Okay, so what are ketones? Glad you asked. Uh, ketones are compounds that your liver makes by breaking down fat cells when you fast or restrict your carb intake. And during these processes, your body switches its main fuel source from glucose, which is a type of sugar, to fats and ketones. Almost every cell in your body, including your brain cells, especially your brain cells, can use these ketones for energy. There's three types of them. The first one is acetoacetate. First produced type of ketone, it's created from the breakdown of fatty acids and it's used as either energy, it's converted to BHB, which is beta-hydroxybutyrate, second type, or it is broken down into acetone. So the second type is beta-hydroxybutyrate, that is BHB. Most numerous type of ketones translate, it's transported in the blood to the muscles, the heart, the brain, and other tissues where it's converted back into acetoacetate and used for energy. And then the third type is acetone. This type of ketone is created as a byproduct of acetoacetate. 
It breaks down quickly and is virtually useless to the body, but can be measured in its excretion from your breath. So there's a strong correlation there. Um, medical benefits of ketosis. It has a potential to treat certain conditions such as type two diabetes, epilepsy, um, Alzheimer's disease. You can check out episode 31 on our show where we interviewed Lorenzo Pruitt and we talked all about his testimony on this. Uh, cardiovascular disease, it's an effective treatment for weight loss. Um, it has improved cognitive function, less brain fog. That's like my favorite thing about it. And that's any low carb diet. Uh, treats cognitive de decline and it can reverse insulin in patients with prediabetes or type two diabetes. So performance benefits on ketosis, um, cutting. This for me is huge. So very, it's very much a natural appetite suppression. So currently I'm in ketosis. I blew 16 ketones this morning. So that's a good amount of ketones. Um, and, those, and those are ACEs. Um, and so I'm only eating 2000 calories a day right now. I'm just trying to, I'm not competing or anything. You know, I'm just trying to trim up and uh, get to Seaside, Oregon, heading out there in a couple of days with the family. And I just want to have some abs and see some good leg definition. So. Um, great energy, never hungry. That's why I love being in ketosis. Uh, testosterone's great. That's the biggest reason why I started doing keto is because way back on episode four, he basically evangelized me into it. <laughs> um, John Arnold, he's a professional bodybuilding coach that taught me this, um, that, it, that your, that saturated fats are like one of the number one factors in your testosterone levels. This is just my experience because like when I would bro diet and my fats would be really low to the point to where I was shredded, my testosterone would no, would noticeably dip. And I never got like clinically tested or anything, but I could tell because my, I would have less energy. I'd have less motivation. You know, most people, like if somebody cuts you off on the freeway, you probably, you probably get mad, but when my testosterone levels are low, like even if somebody cuts me off in the freeway, I just like don't care. <laughs> so uh, bedroom performance is not the greatest, you know. Uh, we can joke about this, but it's it's a serious issue, and uh, it's and it's part of being a man. So you got you got to perform like a man, and you can't do it when your testosterone is low. So because of that, um, the ketogenic diet has been great for me. It's been getting me back to feeling like I should and having the energy that I'd like to have. Um, I've never felt the need to medically fix my T levels because whenever I go on a ketogenic diet, um, I don't experience these negative hormonal effects now, near to that degree. So ketones are also very anti-catabolic. Uh, you can check out Mr. Robert Sykes's book called the Keto Adapted Performance Manual. I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes, but this is like my manual. It literally is a manual. I go back to it all the time. Um, it's it's the it's the key it's the keto adapted performance manual escape the diet confusion stay shredded all year and at least the savage within by robert sykes uh he's a ketogenic pro natural bodybuilder you can listen to him on episode six and episode seven of our show um had a couple good episodes with him and his beautiful wife crystal um check out his podcast too if you haven't the keto savage podcast okay and stay tuned too because we'll have robert on again soon um more and more consistent energy too um that's what that's what i love about keto uh, three most common ways to enter ketosis. First one is extended fasting. Second one is intermittent fasting. Um, check out episode 27 of our show. We had Mel Melanie Avalon on, <laughs> and uh, we and, and we, we talked um, quite extensively about intermittent fasting. Um, and then the ketogenic diet, of course. So your body naturally goes in and out of ketosis here and there throughout the day, but these are all the most effective modes of getting into ketosis. Um, I like to track my ketone levels with BioSense, which is this accurate real-time breath ketone monitor because it lets me know if I'm in ketosis and it helps me to troubleshoot why if I'm not. 
For example, uh, keeping the protein adequate, but not too high, like around 100 grams for me, if I really want to get into ketosis, this has really helped me get the best ketone levels and, and, and things that you wouldn't think about, like chewing gum. Like if I chew gum, I'm out of ketosis because of the sugar alcohols that are in it. Like it's not really food, but my body thinks it is food, so it'll kick me out of ketosis. So you can learn more about Biosense and ketosis at mybiosense.com. I spent several hours the last couple of days preparing for this podcast um, and, and, and looking at their resources. And they're, they're science-based, they're easy to understand. And, um, and if you have questions about anything in the area of ketosis, uh, you could probably find them there. All right, and I hope that helps. So with that, let's get into the episode with Mr. Jim Howard. One of the advantages of this Biosense device is the ability to measure ketones throughout the day to be sure that your readings are consistent. And I know that some ketogenic bodybuilders that swear by the accuracy of blood sampling ketones. So testing by breath versus testing by blood, is there is there an advantage at that one? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, uh, you know, breath, breath has been, again, I think your friends are right in that breath technologies have, you know, until now have really been poor. So they're, you know, essentially been consistent devices that are alcohol breathalyzers and you could kind of use them to get a proxy on ketones but they haven't worked very well so we we figured out a way to to have a breath device that would be as accurate as blood measurements and in some areas it's going to be more accurate so um you know first thing to understand really is your, your blood measurement is the the accurate one is actually going to be a venous draw of serum you know serum draw and so beta hydroxybutyrate through a venous straw, but most people don't have access to that. So they use a capillary finger prick. And that's about 20% off of that gold standard of venous. So it's good, but it's not by any means the gold standard that, that people use if they are pricking their finger. But the, the biggest thing is that your ketone levels change dramatically throughout the day, just like glucose does. So, you know, breath and even urine strips, which are non-invasive, they're just, you know, obviously that just gives you a range. Um, but these non-invasive approaches are better to get the entire picture. So a, a finger prick will give you a great idea of what's kind of where you are in that last, you know, snapshot of the last few hours. But, you know, you're, you really want the video of your day, your metabolic video. And to that, you, you don't want to you either you to prick your finger several times a day or you need to use a breath device like ours. So, so breath ketones tend to track, they, for most people, not everybody, um, they lag a little bit, maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour behind BHB. So if you look at a trend line of BHB or blood ketones, it's, it's much more erratic, whereas it's a smoother line with your breath ketones. Now, if you're fasting, this is where it gets really tricky. If you're fasting, acetone, you, you'll hear, uh, you know, Peter Tia, you'll see Don D'Agostino writes about this, starting to write frequently about it, is that acetone or your breath ketones are probably a better, uh, better way to measure. And the reason why is that uh, when you're fasting, you use up all your BHB right away, okay? So, um, and your BHB is only a storage ketone. So it's not, it's not what you actually metabolize. That's acetoacetate. Um, whereas ketones are much more, uh, through the breath, are gonna be much more steady and reliable. So, you know, and that's either one or two things. If you're a long time ketogenic, you're gonna get more adapt, adaptive to the, to the you know, model and you're gonna store less and less BHP over time. And then if you're fasting though, again, you're just gonna use it all up right away anyway. So, and then you see that in a workout too, you'll see that you, you use up your BHP and it can go down whereas acetone can actually increase. Um, so everybody's different though, and that's the bottom line. So long answer to your short question there, Colt. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, no, thank you for that. And I've, I've heard you explain it on three or four different shows before, and I just can't put it into my own words. So I'm glad that I was able to ask it and hear it from you straight <laughs> and see um, and, and see how this works and see what the differences are. So yeah, really, really appreciate that. And and on a side note too, when it, when it comes to what's more accurate, it just comes down to what's practical too. And this thing I can just put in my pocket and like it, I, I have it when I travel for the gym, I can take it after the, I can take it after the gym. And I just don't want to be, I just hate, meals. I just don't want to be pricking blood samples all, all day. So. Yeah. Yeah. One thing to be critical about though, is that, um, you know, when it comes to breath technologies in general, uh, there's only one device that has a clinical trial back in it. And that's, that is Biosense. And it doesn't mean others couldn't have that, but um, you got to be careful if you're, if you're buying a consumer device and it's not, not, it's not using the clinical environment, then you're probably, you know, wasting your money. Um, or if you're using, you're trying to track ketosis with something that measures, you know, hydrogen in your breath or, you know, for RER respiratory quotient, that, you know, just keep in mind that does not measure ketosis. That can only tell you that you are burning fat or burning fuel, but not how much. I'm sorry, burning fat or burning uh, carbs for fuel. But it's not going to tell you what degree it is or any, any value of fasting or anything like that. Yeah. So you just got to be careful when you shop out there to see if they're, you know, is it, is it an FDA registered device? If it's not, you know, stay away. Right. And, and the, and the cost too, I, I found it to be pretty cost effective because it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a one-time purchase instead of having to like keep going back and getting urinary strips and like all, all the, you know, whatever, whatever other ways everybody else is doing it. It's yeah. 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 pays off in the long run. So is there is there any danger in producing like too many ketones or being in ketosis for any long period of time? I understand that we're not giving medical advice on, on this show, but I'm just curious as to what your research and um, knowledge of that is. Yeah, I, w- I would look at, you know, I would follow some of the writings of, you know, leaders like Dom D'Agostino, Jim McCarter, who's with Abbott now, had, had some great information published about, you know, kind of debunking the myths of, of uh, ketosis, you know, anybody in the scientific side generally is going to be, um, you know, straight on the, on the path of this. So what, what you do here is, you know, if it's a non-clinician or a non-researcher and they start posting things about the dangers or keto, you know, that, that's where it gets off the track. So we were very, very focused on that. So, so to answer your question directly, um, you know, there's many chronic diseases where you need to be in high levels of ketosis for the rest of your life. So, you know, you see that with autism, epilepsy, um, you know, type two diabetes reversal, obesity reversal, they tend to be at higher levels of ketosis, moderate to high levels, higher levels for some period of time. It, the only time where it's dangerous from a publication perspective is it's dangerous if you're type one diabetic and, you know, where you're not producing insulin at all and you're relying on an insulin pump and that's called diabetic ketoacidosis. So it sounds so similar to ketosis but they're the, essentially completely different. So, you know, where you want to have higher levels of ketones, you know, for most of us, but if you're type one diabetic, which tend not to use ketosis therapies as much, mm-hmm. um, they're trying to avoid the highest levels of, of ketosis. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that can come from a, you know, medication that can come from your insulin pump breaking and stuff like that. Um, but it's not going to be relevant to, you know, ketoacidosis is not going to be relevant to to most people outside of the type 1 diabetes world. Gotcha. Currently, I eat two equal-sized meals a day of uh, bacon, eggs, bone broth, organs. I feel like I can go like, oh, I, I, I can just go and go and go on those um, hand, handful of uh, food sources. So 
Um, the, the last meal is right before I go to bed. So I'll wake up, um, I'll, I'll wake up and blow between 10 to 20 ketones. And then my mac and my macros would be like 100 grams of protein, five grams of carbs and 160 grams of fat. Then I'll train fasted in the morning around 9.30 to 10. And then fast until my first meal around like three o'clock PM. Uh, Cause I'm not even hungry until then. And then dinner at 8.30. Um, and then my morning blow will be 10 to 20 the next morning. Um, evening blow at the end of the fast is usually 10 to 20% lower. So I just thought it was kind of weird that it's, I, I, it's higher in the morning. Um, have you found that, uh, that, that, that a lot of your customers experience um, higher ketone levels um, more? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're coming off of a fast. You know, that's the bottom line is that they're not, you know, they don't have that impact of food typically. So, you know, you're coming, I mean, this is my wife, for example, she would have a false, she was pricking her finger with, she's the product called Keto Mojo and she would prick her finger in the morning and she was gaining all this weight back. She lost a lot of weight with Keto with her second child. And uh, she was pricking her finger once in the morning and, and, um, and thinking that she's in ketosis the rest of the day. And it's like, you're coming out of a 14 hour fast and then she would go eat her normal breakfast. And then, the, you know, she didn't check again until the next morning, the next morning. So I was realizing that you're getting a false negative. Like, so when she started doing that once a day, you know, going from once a day to three times a day, it was very obvious that her ketone levels were much, much lower. So, um, and then we switched her to our device and then it made, started making sense. She kind of got the video of the day instead of the, the snapshot of the morning, which doesn't really do much for you. So, yeah. so, but yeah, that ACEs that you're talking about, whereas zero to five ACEs is low level production of ketones. So five, you're starting to enter roughly five, you're entering, uh, entering ketosis, kind of like 0.5 millimolar. And then you get up to your, your 15, 17 ACEs or kind of like 1.7. They're not exact to, to BHB, but they're about 10 X on, on average. Um, when people starting getting more efficient with ketone production and ketone storage, then that will change, you know, it changes because you start to store less and less BHB. So your BHB measurements over time are going to be a little, little bit different than, and, and that's why you're, you know, you see people starting to write about acetone being better than, than BHB, you know, wow. for people that are getting adapting, but I think you, you should expect it to be lower. I'm sorry, higher in the morning for most, for most. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, we were ta we were talking a little earlier about how how far the research has come since the classic bodybuilding era. Too, I was reading in uh, bodybuilding encyclopedia, and literally at the end it says, "If you ever find yourself in a state of ketosis, you have to test for it. And if you test, and if you're in ketosis, you have to get out of it because there's not a lot of research on it, and we don't really know what it does." <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, two years ago, when we when we first started funding this project, you know, this because we're, we're, we do a lot of research, we have a lot of clinical trials. Um, it was the eighty three studies, academic studies using ketosis as a therapy, and um, and that was a lot. And today, there's two hundred forty, and you know, it's amazing that you know, when you think about it, 70, 80% of the U S population has a chronic disease today. So when we're talking about a consumer, cause we, we work in the consumer research and, and clinical space. But if you look at the consumer, you have to make the assumption that a consumer has a chronic disease, believe it or not. And, yeah. you know, it's mental health, um, or it's a metabolic issue like obesity or type two diabetes, you know, it's just more prevalent, maybe not as much in the weightlifting segment, 
but it still is prevalent. And um, when you look at that, it's like, I, I never did, I would I have guessed that it would become ketosis as a therapy in our device indirectly would be so widely used in Alzheimer's treatments. Um, and now mental health where, you know, there's great research out of Harvard where, you know, schizophrenia is reversed. The symptoms are reversed literally within a couple of weeks. And yeah. you know, really anything related to the brain, you could, you could make a pretty strong case that it's got, you know, great traumatic brain injury. Uh, I'm sorry, a brain uh, cancer study came out last week. Um, that was really, really interesting using ketosis as a therapy. Um, so it kind of goes on and on. We got a really cool study coming up. There are people jumping from a plane, you know, for traumatic brain injury using Biosense versus those that don't. We have an infertility study that just launched in, in Berlin um, where women are fasting for seven days using Biosense, you know, and uh, that are having a problem having children. So all kinds of cool stuff like that. It's, it's just really spreading. Jen, that's, that's so fascinating that you mentioned that. And I'm going to double check with this client of ours to make sure that it's okay um, before that, that we, if we put this in the episode. But um, she uh, went through menopause, lost her cycle. And since getting back on a ketogenic and a meat-based meat diet, she's getting all those saturated fats in and everything that she um, was, was much, that, was, that were not really as much of a part of her diet before, which is more plant-based plant before. Um, now that she's been in ketosis and that she's experiencing benefits from the ketogenic diet, she's actually gained her cycle back. And, oh my gosh, really? Yeah, and it's feeling much better. And so she's telling me this over the phone and I'm like, it sounds like we're, I don't want to claim this, but like, it sounds like we're like reverse, reversing some aging or something. And she's- How old is she? If I could ask. She's almost 50. Okay, almost fifty. Wow, that is that's fascinating. So the the we have two two fantastic nutritionists on our team, and um, they're both females, and they're they're deeply into the, you know, the female health side of of that. So you know, that's a whole other story at a different time. Um, yeah. That would be that's fascinating though. Yeah, and and and, she, and she's excited. Like she was kind of confused and worried what was happening, and then all of a sudden she did some research, and now she's part of a Facebook group where she's found some other people that apparently have. Um, experience something similar so pretty cool yeah yeah okay um, so the exercise blog on your biosense website which your, your website is beautiful by the way it's so educational not just on the device but on ketosis uh, I, I, I learned a ton just by the um, handful of hours that I spent preparing preparing for this um, conversation but it said but it, it suggests that for high intensity exercise which is kind of my style um, being being a bodybuilder to consume 20 grams of simple carbs before and, um, and, and, and some carbs afterwards as well uh, for the highly glycolytic work that's done. I'm just concerned that if I did this and these are the only carbs that I ate, that that would raise my insulin and kick me out of ketosis, forcing my body to use muscle as fuel instead of, um, instead of, instead of fat. Because from what I understand, if insulin is too high, which is, which is what um, carbs cause to happen, then it puts you in a, it, 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 that it inhibits uh, fat burning and ketone production. So do you have an opinion on whether or not? This no, yeah. Cause it, I can tell you in our blog post, there's a lot of people that write for us and write their opinions on that. And like we, we indicate is if it's a protocol on there, we don't write the protocol. Okay. So those would be somebody that's, you know, writing the actual article mm -hmm. or the blog posts. Um, it's what they would suggest. So it's, 
it's so wide right now. I mean, what we do is we facilitate the feedback. We recognize that there's a big technology gap of having feedback to drive behavior modification. Mm -hmm. And for that, it's got to be frictionless. So, you know, breathe instead of bleed. <laughs> um, and it's got to be frequent. So frequent and frictionless. We provide that structure and the feedback. But but again, it's any type of protocol we can just drop right into. Yeah. Well, so, and I would imagine, too, it, it depends on, I mean, 20 grams of carbs, that's not really a lot either. And so if it's something low glycemic, like Greek yogurt or like honey or something, like I would imagine you're probably safe with that. It probably would have no effect. Yeah. Well, I guess if you, if you have a, if you have a breathalyzer, then you can just test it and you can find out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the whole purpose is that, you know, we, and, and when we did our clinical trial in St. Louis a couple of years ago, um, we, you know, what would kick people out of ketosis was so different, you know, and you can get really granular, you know, like, Hey, I'm having okra. Well, okra is really high in carbs, you know, who would have known that you know, when it's, <laughs> it's Mardi Gras and you're eating your, you know, Cajun food with lots of okra and you, everybody's different. I mean, a banana to you is going to be different than a banana to me. And that's, right. um, you know, this isn't like, you know, we had these fitness applications 10 years ago where everybody everybody burned the same amount of calories that were 150 pounds and five foot 10. Everybody's the same, you know, actually probably right. until like years ago. So until you start to really monitor the personalized aspect of this, and that's personalized nutrition and that's personalized fasting, it's mm -hmm. personalized, you know, response and metabolic, um, you know, your metabolic metrics and, and biomarkers. It, you have to have all this to really make any type of true decision on, on behavior modification. Otherwise it's just guesswork. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I found a large correlation between sleep too and, and ketones. Like for yeah. a reason, if I'm not getting adequate sleep, then I, I have a hard time getting into ketosis. Yeah. Yeah. That um, cortisol levels, if you're stressed out for me, that's one, you know, I run a company, so there's always lots yeah. of stress. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's much more difficult at times, you know? So yeah, that's the reality of it. Yeah. Um, so I understand that you personally enjoy the ketogenic diet, and I assume that you're probably in ketosis now. Yes, pro well, probably. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't tested since this morning. So, right. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah. I mean, I, I I got into this this space. Um, you know, I, I used to work for a pretty big company in the respiratory diagnostics area. And, you know, I used to run 50 miles a week on a high carb diet and, you know, and I didn't lose weight. So what does that tell you? You know, and I, I love running so much. And then I, I was bone on bone, six knee surgeries, so I couldn't do it anymore. But it tells you that I had to run 50 miles a week to compensate for the crap I ate, you know, the high carb, low fat diet. When my, my wife went ketogenic for, for health reasons, and then I kind of followed suit. And all of a sudden it's like all the inflammation in my knee went away and my six knee surgeries felt like I had none and I could run again. Like I used to, I could ski for the first time in like 12 or 15 years. Wow. And, and so it just made so much sense. And then it became a necessity and then I slept better. And then I, so, you know, when this opportunity came by and I found out that these guys had figured out a way to measure breath, you know, it's called fractionating your breath, meaning they, they chuck out 95% of your breath and they only measure, you know, the, the, high concentration of acetone and that's the key thing it's our patent so when i found out that these guys had been working on this i i met them i flew to san francisco and met them i was like holy cow you guys figured this out no one's been able to do this before and uh sure enough a year later biosense is on the market and it's been on the market now for about a year and we have five thousand early adopters we haven't really marketed it and uh 
about 5,000 early adopters. It's going to be available at Best Buy starting next month. Um, and we have lots of clinical trials going all over the you know, place. And these range from oncology to metabolic to infertility, as I mentioned. We have a big pharma study coming out. And then in consumer space, it's we don't concentrate on that as much. We need to do more. But it's, you know, we integrate with your heart manager and chronometer. Uh, we'll be integrating with Zero here shortly, or the fasting app, Lifomic, which is some cool apps, you know, Life Extend and Life, Life Fast. So we've embedded this into a lot of other things. Heads Up Health, which is a super cool group, you know, that measures uh, a lot of different biomarkers. That team, Dave Korsonski, those guys are great. Um, so yeah, we we want to get the measurements to the people and the users as as easily as possible. And um, you know, our app is great; it's fantastic. And if you want to mm -hmm. use other apps, that's fine too. Yeah, awesome. Um, you were talking about your long distance running. Have you have you noticed a difference between like if you're if you're using carbs as your primary fuel source, like you can run probably really fast and have a lot of energy and all of a sudden you hit a wall because it just stops abruptly and, and ketosis, you have a little more um, sustained energy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I would say that in ketosis, it's harder for me. Like I feel more sluggish. That's the negative thing. I feel more sluggish in the beginning as far as like, whereas carbs, I could burn through my glycogen fuel, you know, and then you're, you've got all this hidden everywhere. So it's a little more difficult but no, I don't hit any walls, you know, really yeah. comes down to the problem is to be honest with you, the problem is, is that I don't need to run as much, you know, like I'm in great shape. I, um, I have a lot of time back because, you know, like with, with sleeping and stuff like that, I sleep better. So I only run like now twice a week, which I, you know, I used to run like six days a week. So running twice a week, that's all I have to do. The only problem is you're just not in is in greatest shape, even though you feel fantastic and you're alert and you're, you know, you're all these other side effects are great, but your heart still has not had that practice that I used to get. And that's why it's like a run is a little more difficult. And also I'm 54. So maybe yeah. it's not going to be easier. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. Yeah. I've noticed kind of, I've experienced kind of the same thing too in my workouts is like, if I'm using, if I'm doing glycolytic work, I'm, I'm better with a, with an extremely high protein approach. So, so I'll, so I'll have north of 400 grams of protein and then by gluconeogenesis, it just gets all converted to glycogen. So yeah. are very, very explosive, very similar to a high carb diet. Um, but then when I'm, but then when I'm done, like I'm done and I'm hungry and in ketosis, it's like the workouts aren't quite as intense but I can just go and go and go. And which is yeah. especially nice being a business owner, you know, this, like you get a phone call or something, you got to stop what you're doing and then you can go pick it up later. And then like keto, it's just, it's great. You know, you can, um, it's, 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 it's more, it's not, it's not jet fuel, but it's more consistent. So. It is it's more consistent. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like I'm in control, you know, like that's what a lot of people say is like, you're in control. Whereas, and, you know, and I used to drive, I, I had to have a high carb, uh, you know, dietary protocol, I'd go eat some Indian food and then I drive and I fall asleep at the wheel all, all the time. I mean, I was falling asleep at the wheel, went to the doctor, like, you know, you've got some glycemic issues. You should probably start. And then I realized just on my self modification, I'm like I'm, I'm consuming 200 carbs a day and I don't need to be consuming 200, 250 carbs a day. You know, it's putting me into a food coma. Yeah. Uh, all this inflammation and I have to run to get it up. Like I was becoming so dependent on the run to, to clear all of this crap out of me. And then the deterioration of my knees. And after all these knee surgeries, it's just a recipe for disaster. 
Yeah, you know, when you eat that many carbs, you you almost feel obligated to to go. Obligated, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentally obligated, but also that mental obligation is because I know that I was irritable unless I did that. My wife used to be like, "Don't you need to go for a run?" And, and while I'm like, "Why is she so pro fitness for me?" It's because I needed that mentally to do that, you know. And if I didn't, I I didn't hit my runner's high of of getting rid of all this glycogen crap and maybe starting to get a bit of a dopamine effect with the run. Yeah. So I figured all this. I mean, I wish people t- told me this 10, 15, 20 years ago, though. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, my, my wife's right here working in the office right now, too. And she's just try, trying not to bust out laughing because she's, she's told me over and over again. If I, if, I, if, I don't, if I don't get my if I don't get my workout in, especially if it's a planned workout, then it's just it's 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 not it's nuts. somebody you want to be around. Not somebody you <laughs> just want to be around is, is how she describes me. <laughs> well, yeah, and I've done, uh, you know, I, I really a couple of things. I, I biohack all the time with different things, and since the first of the year, I've cut down on alcohol. You know, probably ninety percent cut down. Not I would drink on weekends, but nothing, not of the ordinary. Now I've completely cut out for the first half of the year alcohol, just to really start to see that. And let me tell you, the chill that you kind of get with ketosis it's like five X when you pull the alcohol component out of it too, cause you're sleeping better, you know, your body's more efficient. You're, you know, you're, you have less of a dehydration impact on a weekend or something like that. And I'm talking like one or two drinks, you pull that out. It's, it's unbelievable what the impact is to me at least. And wow. right, yeah, that's actually literally the second half of, of the question that I that I just asked you. Um, I was, I was, I was dying to know because, uh, my wife, she loves her wine. I love my bourbon and we don't drink a lot. I have literally not even a shot every single night. And it's, and it's, and it's just a treat. And, um, yeah. and alcohol amount that small, um, have, have you experienced that to have any difference as to what yeah. your diet looks like? Yeah, I do. I do. Really? Yeah. So it's really just completely eliminating it. Um, yeah. Well, let me put it this way. Even, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. To answer your question directly. Yes. I've even just a little bit, you know, say a glass of red wine every night for dinner that removing that does have an impact because I can tell you this, the few times that I have, I feel it after like four, four sips of wine, I can feel the, uh, <laughs> I can feel the brain, my brain cells being impacted. Whereas before it would take more than that. So I don't know. It just works for me. I, I don't, you know, it's different for yeah. everybody. It's no, that's, really, that's really interesting. Both Taylor and I had COVID a month ago and, uh, and we, so we actually stopped drinking for a while because it just didn't taste good anymore. You know, like red, red wine would taste like Kool-Aid. And, uh, and, and so I've actually been hardly drinking any alcohol at all lately. And I've, and, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm feeling better and I'm sleeping better and I'm blowing more ketones and I've just kind of getting irritated. I was almost like mad at your device. I was like, like what? this thing working? Why am I not in ketosis? And now that I'm not drinking alcohol anymore, it's like, hmm. all of a sudden I decided to start working again. Yeah, and, don't, and by the way, don't, oh. just, uh, <laughs> if you do drink, make sure you take your measurements before you drink. Because right. alcohol will, will give you a false measurement. Sure. Uh, and, and also like storing it. Another thing too is like your sensor, be careful with the sensor. You can't store it around hand sanitizer or perfume or those are all interference that could ruin a sensor. Um, so just got to be careful with that or our household cleaners too could ruin a sensor. That's, that's for any breath device anywhere. Okay. Yep. We, we, we make sure we follow all, all that protocol. Yeah. Uh, last question is, uh, some people think that I'm crazy for consuming 
100 to 200 grams of fat a day on the ketogenic diet. Um, are, are you are you aware personally of any science that shows that, that there's any health consequences of eating that much fat every day if the protein is moderate and the carbohydrates are low? Uh, you know what, I, I'd have to go come through uh, you know a lot of the scientific articles. I, I can only say this is that we do have a lot of users that do that. Okay, and I, I could say that um, you know a lot of these arguments are is this from you know animal fat versus vegetable fat. You know, in my my particular instance when. My wife and I started the ketogenic diet. It was, you know, a lot of the information is consumer-based and we were okay, bacon and egg, you know, it was the heavy animal fats. And I just didn't feel that good, to be honest with you. It did not feel good. So we, we transitioned that high fat, you know, 100 plus fat, grams of fat per day. We transitioned that to primarily plant-based, primarily I'd say, I mean, like we, you know, we have a lot of salmon. We probably have hamburgers once a week. Mm -hmm. you know pork and things like that but it's not seven days of red meat you know by any means we don't do a lot of organ stuff we um but it is it's high fat but it's from the sources that i particularly feel comfortable you know tons of nuts tons of avocados tons of fatty fish sardines yeah. of the wazoo you know things like that so it, it's just the choice that we've made, you know, that we want the high levels of omega-3 fatty acids and, and other things like that that are more brain related. Sure. Awesome. Well, I can sit here and talk about this, 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 this kind of stuff all day. I, I've been absolutely looking forward to this and it's really been a pleasure to have this conversation. But uh, yeah, in the best interest and in the respect of your time, sir, um, what, one last question is just, uh, what is your favorite benefit that you've enjoyed from the ketogenic diet personally? Um, I would say I'm probably a lot more chilled to be around with my family. That's it's always family first. So I'm not, I don't even say that in any sense of, uh, of trying to be humorous. It's just is, I mean, my, it works really well for me and, uh, and being able to just be more patient. And, uh, and then obviously the, the inflammation stuff just makes it all work. It's, you know, I can just do things that I couldn't do before. So, yeah. you know, I'm pretty focused on health span and, you know, 54 got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old so i gotta i gotta be pretty mobile and i wasn't before and i am now so that's the reality of it yeah <laughs> fantastic well again it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for taking your time on a sunday to have this conversation with us and uh yeah i know everybody's gonna love it all right cool thanks cole take care thank you listeners for joining us on this episode if you found this helpful or entertaining we ask if you would please share this with a friend we also would love to hear what you think of our show so any ratings or reviews are very much appreciated we have a new episode every Saturday morning, so please subscribe so you don't miss them. Thank you again and God bless.